Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm here with the Minister for Finance, uh, Pascal Donoghue. You're here in Wexford, Minister. Why are you here tonight? Uh, well, we've just done a very budget, important budget on uh, Tuesday, Budget 2023. That's responding back uh, to the needs that our country has at a very difficult time. And it's really important me ne- to me now to come out, to meet local communities, meet local businesses. I'm here this evening with uh, Deputy Paul Kyo and to make the case for what we have done and to hear the views and hear the questions. I'm looking forward to that and looking forward to a good and positive evening. We've had a healthy discussions on the morning mix, our main current affairs programme in South East Radio. A lot of issues have been raised in relation to the budget. Sure. And I'd like to just uh, touch on some of them with Please. you. First off, when it comes to um, tackling the soaring inflation for people who are on the breadline, really, yeah. the €20 Euro that they were looking for is basically 12 and they feel it's not enough. What's your response to that? That I'd ask them to also consider it in the context of all of the additional payments that we're making. If you're a pensioner, uh, if you're living on your own, uh, by the time uh, you've received all of the different changes that are coming through, you'll be over €1,700 Euro of additional money will have been received by you. Uh, look at the additional payments that we're making on the fuel allowance, the energy poverty payment, what we are doing now with the uh, €200 Euro energy payments as well, which will be made available three times between now and early 2023. Uh, so I know uh, there's always a case to do more. The case is always made to me to do more. But what we are doing is trying to help and those who have the least are getting the most in this budget. One analyst told me that a person earning up to €35,000 thir- euro benefits by a total of €190, euro, but someone on 40000 or more will benefit by four times that amount. And again, the feeling from many of our listeners was that it favours the wealthy, this budget. Well, being 40, having €40,000 is not wealthy. Uh, €40,000 is a, a, a good income, but it's by no means a... A, a life of wealth and for many people who are on 40,000 euro at the moment what they're now seeing is that money is not purchasing uh, what it used to buy them uh, to deal with your question regarding somebody who's on 35 or 36,000 euro the average uh, uh, rate the average amount of tax they pay is 12% of their total income and when you pay that level of tax there are limits to how you can reduce that level of tax without taking people out of the tax net entirely and ending up in a position where people are paying little or no tax. And I don't think that would be healthy or the right thing either. But this is why then we have made all the changes in our social welfare system. It's the reason why we have brought in the energy credits, why we've strengthened the working family payment, why we've brought in the energy poverty payment of €500 to help people who mightn't be paying a lot of tax in the first place but are still finding things really, really hard at the moment, are in work, and we've brought in additional payments and strengthened them to help those workers. Can I talk to you about carers, please, Minister? Um, Can you scrap the means testing for carers? This is a big issue. Talk to me about the millions they save annually in this county, in this country. They feel they've been treated very shoddily in this budget. And the big call, and there are several calls from the uh, listeners this morning in particular, if speaking to the Minister, scrap the means test. Can that be done? So I can't give a commitment to scrap the means test. Uh, and the reason why I can't do this is that even though we did spend and are going to spend €11 billion, Euro, which will make it the uh, biggest budget in the history of our country, with the exception of the two COVID budgets that we did, 
we still do have to ensure that when we're spending the country's money, it does go to those who need it the most. And if we had no means test, I'm sure you would be asking me, why is it that a millionaire is receiving some payments, uh, and even though they don't need them? So we do need to have means testing. But of course, the difficulty is, is that when you have means testing, while that will work for many, there are still some then right. who are just outside the, uh, of the income allowances. Exactly. So what, so, so what we will do, and we, what we've tried to do, is budget by budget try to change uh, the income criteria for key social welfare and support payments to help more people come in. Right. And so, for example, we've done that with the fuel allowance. So what we are going to do is, by the change that we've made in the fuel allowance, be in a position that more people are able to qualify for it and help. Right. And that's what the government will try to do. Uh, as the money is available to us, budget by budget, try to broaden the income criteria so that as incomes go up, and I hope as our taxes go up as well, we're able to ensure that more of our citizens have access to the payments that can make it. There difference. are a lot of positives in it and we accept that, but there are two other areas I'd like to talk to you before you outline the positives and I conclude my chat with you. One is the hospitality sector. You're aware of Kelly's Hotel, aren't you, Ross, there? It's one of the primary or principal hotels in the country and in Europe. Bill Kelly texted me today and said to me, his increases have gone up by 100%. If the back goes back to 13.2%, places like Kelly's Hotel are going to be under ferocious pressure. There's a restaurant here, Kishtanella, that's gone to the wall overnight because they simply can't survive anymore because of the energy costs. What do you say to the hospitality sector? The hugely valued, hugely important parts of our economy and our society. And we showed our appreciation and recognition for them during the time of COVID when we moved heaven and earth to support our businesses that had to stay closed because of public health regulations. But the challenge that we have now is when I brought in the 9% VAT rate, which incidentally is extended up to the end of February anyway, we brought that in as a COVID measure. We now are in a really different place with COVID. And the higher energy bills that you're referring to, businesses, all over our economy are now experiencing. It's no longer a hospitality issue. It's a phenomenon that all parts of our economy are feeling. And if then we are going to bring in new support schemes, like the temporary business energy support scheme, that will probably cost us 1.2 billion euro for six months. And if we're going to have the confidence that we can afford to sustain them, that which we did during COVID, I need to retract and I need to change. Well, why stash away €4 billion Euro then? Why not use it to help the hospitality sector? Oh, because if the last few years have taught us anything, it's that you never know what's around the corner. And Ireland sent out a really important message on Tuesday that really matters in the world we're in at the moment. And that message is, is that with the supports that we are doing, we are paying for those supports out of money that we collect in our own country. And we also sent out a message regarding being committed to keeping our national finances safe in the years ahead. And for many reasons, and your viewers and your listeners can see this happening around the world at the moment, that message of safety is so important. Because if a country loses that reputation for safety and being credit worthy, ultimately the people who then suffer are the people of that country and the people of that economy. And that's the balance that we need to get right. So to the hoteliers and the hospitality, what do you say to them this morning then? That they're, they're, they're irked by this and they're also irked by the, the talks of price gouging because a lot of the, the businesses here didn't engage in price gouging. Are they being penalised for businesses elsewhere in the country that did price gouge? That's not the reason I changed the 9% VAT rate. I am really disappointed by stuff that happened in the hospitality sector in Ireland during the summer. And we need to call it out. Mm. 
uh, we're at a time in which we needed to be offering good value to tourists who were visiting our country and to our people who were holidaying at home. And I just saw too many examples in which that didn't happen. But that's not the reason why I changed the 9% VAT rate. What is the main reason? But I made the crystal clear when I brought in the extension. I said it was a COVID measure. I said it would last till the end of February, and that's what I'm doing. And you're understandably and correctly raising hospitality businesses with me. But what about the manufacturers? What about farmers? What about sole traders? What about all of the other parts of our economy that are now also feeling the pressure of energy costs? I have a duty to be able to help them too. And that's why we've brought out a bigger and broader energy support scheme. But if our country is going to do things like that, uh, we have to then bring to an end other measures that we had in place uh, to ensure that we can afford to pay for what we're doing at the moment. Before we summarise with you, GP care. Uh, it's another crisis in County Wexford at the moment. I, I put it to the Morning Mix listeners. Some of them are waiting up to six weeks for an appointment. You have promised to bring more into the area of free GP care. How are you going to do that when we've no practitioners? Well, this is why it was important that the government brought forward the measure uh, of tens of millions of euro to uh, try to uh, support GP practice and try to encourage uh, more uh, GP practitioners uh, to do uh, uh, their work, to provide their care in our country. But what is Budget Day about? Budget Day is about providing the money to make sure that we can implement policies that we wish to do so on behalf of the people of Ireland. Like if we were in a position later on in the year and we had reached agreement in relation to broadening the the, uh, eligibility of free GP care and the money wasn't there in the budget to do us, that would be a problem. And surely the sequencing of saying we have the money to do us, we want to do us, and we're now going to engage with the GP community to find a way to make that happen is an appropriate way and, a, and, a, and a, 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 a sensible way of making progress on this issue. And what will now happen okay. is the Minister for Health and the officials in the Department of Health will engage with representatives of GPs uh, with the money that has been made available to them in the public. Thank you for talking to us. Our time is running out. Have you a message for the people of Wexford? Uh, just to really recognise uh, that we are in a situation at the moment where prices are going up, where there's uncertainty, that many are feeling the squeeze at the moment and I and the government fully understand that. Uh, And we know, having tried to put the pandemic behind us, to be confronting something like this again and a new source of uncertainty is a real worry. But what we have done in the budget is brought forward measures that aim to help, that aim to put money back in your pocket and aim to make a difference without creating new risks for our economy and for our people. And the government will do its best to support the people of Wexford in the time ahead. Thank you, Minister. Thank you. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.